What's going on guys? Captain Carlos here with Marea Fishing. Um, so sorry it's been a little bit since we got on the podcast, just been slam busy with a bunch of other projects, but I want to talk about this species. I've been wanting to talk about it for a while, but we're going to do it today. Uh, we're talking about sheep's head today. And for those of you that don't know what a sheep's head is, it's a delicious fish. Very challenging because they are very sneaky when they feed. All right. But we're going to go over the tackle that you need to connect with more of these fish. The the line, the rods, the reels, the hooks, um, or even artificial lures that you can use to target these things effectively. So without further ado, we'll dive right into it. Um, I've been chasing these things, I don't know, 20 years at least, um, all over the state of Florida. You can pretty much find them at any place that holds a lot of structure. So a lot of bridges with pilings, um, docks, anywhere there, um, there's barnacles, crabs, shrimp. That's usually a big part of their diet. So you want to look for areas that that again, hold a lot of structure or, or have a lot of structure because these fish aren't going to be too far away. They do focus on a lot of crustaceans. Okay. So hence the fact that they taste so damn good because the, you know, you've heard that saying you are what you eat. They eat a lot of, you know, crustaceans, shrimp, crabs, like I mentioned. So it goes right into their meat and it really shines through the flavor of the flaky meat of this fish. Um, and another beautiful thing about them is they're not really threatened. There's plenty of them out there. You can find them in open bays too, like Tampa Bay, Florida Bay, Biscayne Bay. Um, just, you got to find structure, you know, so like rubble rock piles, um, you know, with some access to, to sandy flats. They do like sandy flats too, but near structure. So keep that in mind when you're trying to locate them. Ideal depth where you're going to find them anywhere from a foot of water all the way to maybe five to eight feet of water. I've caught them as, as deep as 10 foot too. Um, but usually pretty shallow. Um, and you there's times that you can sight fish these fish, but they get really spooky. So you're going to have to downsize your tackle. Uh, we'll dive into the, the reel first here. So the, the type of outfit that you're going to want is just a light little spinning outfit. So I'm a big fan of the Daiwa reels. At, at the, for those of you that have heard the podcast before, big fan of the BG. They just came out with a new version of the BG, the BG MQ. That thing looks insane. Um, they just improved the gearing on it, but the drag system's essentially the same. And uh, I think the body design's a little bit lighter and stronger, but any of the BG reels from Daiwa, you can't go wrong. Um, the size you want is 2,500 to 3,000. You don't need anything bigger than that. That's going to be more than enough for, for any monster sheep's head uh, that you'll encounter. I loaded up with like 10 pound braided line. You don't really need more than that as well. Um, you want something very strong, but very, very sensitive. Being that these fish are so damn sneaky when they try to take your bait. Um, hence, they, they get this little name called convicts because they are bait thieves. Um, they hit your bait so fast that you don't even realize that they've eaten your bait, spit it back out, ate it again, and then spit it back out. 
and then they just leave you there with with an empty hook or a jig. <laughs> so you have to really be on your game when you're trying to connect with you know the quality uh, of sheep's head that we have here in Florida. So um, you know having that ultra sensitive but super strong braided line makes a big difference 10 pound braid um, I'm using fluorocarbon leader so like 10 pound 10 to 15 pound fluorocarbon leader that's all you need uh, I'm a big fan of the fluorocarbon because again the, the invisibility factor in the water I think it does make a difference not only that but the stiffness of fluorocarbon Remember, you're fishing around structure, so if they rub you against the piling or a rubble, piece of rubble or a rock or stick or stump, whatever, that fluorocarbon is going to give you that little extra protection, that edge that you will need to, you know, to pull a, a nice sheep's head out of that rubble. Um, the rod I'm going to match the reel up to, we're, we're using like a seven foot, um, just a medium action, maybe a eight to 15, six to 12, eight to 15 pound. Um, fast action tip though, can't stress that enough. You want a really fast action tip um, so you can feel that bite. That's gonna help a lot in detecting if the fish has taken your bait or not, all right? So look for that. Uh, I'm a big fan of star rods, as you guys know, but I also have been using uh, my boy Jamie from Rock Solid Custom Rods. He's built me a few rods here recently. They are insanely nice, okay? And for actually a little bit cheaper price than some of the competition out there, but with better components. So if you haven't checked it out his stuff, Rock Solid Custom Rods, just throw him a little plug there, a little love. Um, my boy Jamie. All right, so seven foot medium action spinning rod light tackle 3000 Daiwa size bg reel 10 pound braided line that pretty much sums it all up fluorocarbon 10 to 15 pound just again given the situation the area that you're in use your judgment all right if there's not a lot of structure downsize the 10 you're going to get more bites if there's more structure then obviously bump it up um just fish according to the area you know that you're fishing in and kind of scan it and and really dive into it and, and see what what's going to work best as far as bait selection these fish pretty much feed on crustaceans for the most part so you're you're looking at shrimp um it could be live or dead you can catch them with either or live shrimp probably works the best though um fiddler crabs are right there hand in hand with live shrimp because that's pretty much their staple diet. And then um, if you're really wanting the additional challenge and torture, so to speak, um, you might want to look at throwing an artificial shrimp, which I've caught them on artificial shrimp too, uh, like the live target or the voodoo shrimps. Um, Band of Anglers just came out with some pretty cool uh, shrimp too, so you might want to check them out. Um, or get a crab lure a crab invitation uh i've been a big fan of crank the crank a crab uh it's a guy named steve that developed it out of australia insane crab invitation okay i've caught more sheep's head i think on this lure uh than i have on anything else yeah i don't want to say including live bait because it's you know, it's, it's, it's a tough second, put it that way. Um, but they are insanely effective. Uh, why they're so effective is 
this this little crab imitation lure has got a hard body but then the, the claws are actually these little pieces of foam that look like claws and they float and they kind of you know they float up towards the surface so the body of the crab is sitting on you know the bottom you know as it sinks stays nice and flat and flush on the bottom but the the claws are pointing up so when you give it just a little shake of the rod tip and barely shaking it this thing the claws are just kind of moving so you can imagine that <laughs> realistic presentation is deadly on these fish it's like crazy um pretty much the way i like to to work you know an artificial like that either shrimp or a crab i'm literally hitting the structure almost okay so if i'm casting around docks or underneath docks i want to be underneath the dock but right next to the column or the the piling and i want it to sink right next to that column because that's what the natural scenario is going to look like you know if a crab falls off of the, the column while it's crawling around that's where the sheep's head are sitting below just waiting to pounce on this thing so that's the the scenario you kind of want to mimic same goes with the shrimp okay if you're fishing shrimp just fish it really tight to the structure because that's that's where they're going to be at and they're always I mean, more than likely, the, the bigger ones especially, they're going to be on the bottom. So you, you got to let the thing sink all the way to the bottom. Fish it slow. I can't stress that enough. Sheep's head don't like to chase stuff too much. They will chase, you know, they'll they'll chase a lure. I've actually caught them on little twitch baits too. Um, like our little manic minnow. Um, I've had plenty of guys sending in pictures with them too. So they will eat a small bait fish, but they're core and staple food is crustaceans or are crustaceans shrimp crabs what have you um fish fish structure very tight fish it slow and you'll stay connected with these things if you're gonna be fishing natural bait all you need is like a little oh god i don't even want to say a 1-0 but maybe a 1-0 uh, maybe just the size underneath that uh, you don't need a very big hook because their mouths are not very large at all so you want kind of a small hook um, you want to use the biggest hook that you can use with the bait size that you have selected so if you've got like a medium-sized shrimp you can use a little bit larger hook but you just want the shrimp to swim naturally you want it to the point where it's not going to impede the natural swimming ability of the bait same goes for a crab so you know a little 1-0 hook it could it could be a circle hook too circle hooks will work um i'm a big fan of vmc and gamakatsu their their circle hooks like a light wire in line with no offset um those those will usually do the trick and then again make sure you got that fluorocarbon leader going cast it tight to the structure and you will stay connected with these things I briefly mentioned at the beginning of this podcast that they're delicious, right? But they are a pain in the butt to fillet, okay? it's If you've ever filleted a sheep's head, it's like filleting through leather just to get to the prize, so to speak, the, the, you know, the premium meat underneath. But it's so worth it, okay? So make sure you got a good serrated fillet knife. Having a serrated knife is pretty much the difference whether you're going to shoot yourself or you're not um you know trying to 
trying to fillet these things quickly and efficiently. Um, I'm a big fan of the Forstner and Dexter knives, although AFCO just came out with a pretty good knife too. Uh, that's got a, a unique blade to it. Uh, I like the banana blade uh, banana uh, style blade uh, on a fillet knife. I think that makes it a little bit easier. So make sure you got a serrated fillet knife and a banana blade uh, fillet knife. That'll make the job a little bit easier for you guys. They don't have to be too big, okay? Maybe a six to seven inch, that, that'll do the trick. Um, I hope that you guys learned some stuff here. If you did, make sure you, you follow us on Facebook, like us on Instagram, check out our YouTube channel, subscribe there. We're, we're gaining um, new members of our tribe every day and we're so humbled and blessed. Uh, thank you again for your time and God bless.